22 pages later with your host, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. So as you stroke your quarantine beards or admire your lack of manicure in your hand, just know that the new dawn is hopefully peaking through the horizon. So hopefully life can get back as close to normal as possible. But I'm still saying fuck it. So welcome to another edition, a much more, um, I guess, light at the end of the tunnel edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 151. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man whose first stop in the post-pandemic um, shutdown will be to the barbershop. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Damn right. I'm sorry I let you get attacked by a werewolf and, you know, ended the world. What was that? Ah, I got you guys stumped on that one, don't I? Let me see. Is that American Werewolf in London or something? You would think so, but no. No. It is The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, okay. I heard that movie's good. It's actually really funny. You haven't seen that? Oh, my God. Joss Whedon at his scary funniest. Heard it's really, really good. So it really is. One day I'll, I'll, I'll fucking pull it together and watch it. Scary and funniest. Chicken. And the other host is the man whose first stop in post-pandemic world will be to get his beard braided or dreaded. RT Square, we're off the tech. And I braid my own beard. So the other day, as I stared deeply, deeply into the small leaves of my bonsai tree, as I trimmed it to that perfect shape, A thought occurred to me. A bachelor party makes more sense after a divorce instead of before a wedding. Oh, my God. That is so on point. That is the wisest thing you've ever said. But it just just makes more sense. It's like, fuck it. I'm a bachelor now. Bring on the strippers. Like, right? Yeah, Yeah, but but now that you're single, the strippers aren't going to be into you. Right, exactly. When it's your last (laughs) night, you know, last night in Paris, so to speak, they're like, oh, man, let's give you something you'll never forget. And thank goodness it's not a visual podcast, otherwise people will saw me gyrate. But uh, (laughs) yeah, because after the divorce, they're like, here, let's show you something that you have no chance of obtaining. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just you just tell them, like, listen, baby, she was rich and I got half of everything. So singles all night. Here you go. The fact that you have singles out tells them that you're lying. <laughs> no, no, listen. I, I, I may be horny, but I'm still, you know, cheap. <laughs> I call it frugal or, or, yeah. or thrifty. Thrifty. That's the best oh, yeah, word for thrifty. it. Yeah, I'm sure strippers love frugal men. I'm, I'm sure that's probably tattooed on someone as a tramp stamp. Right. No, no, no. Keep, keep your dollar bill. I just want to hear what you have to say. Listen, she, she should just be glad I'm not throwing rolls of quarters at her, all right? Hey, you mean like me in, in Canada 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> that's another story for another time. But, all right. Today, guys, we're going to go right back into talking about comic book uh, comic book movies by journeying into the world of DC Animated as we will be talking about Superman, Red Sun. But first, you know, not for nothing, but stores have closed, restaurants have become strictly delivery, movies haven't been released, but there's been one consistent, and believe it or not, it's our MFG. He has brought back order and consistency in a world of chaos and peril and has brought us the latest on geek happenings while other people have really had shit to say. So please, bow your head in respect, and let's make way for Mike and his ego and his quick news. And now, the quick news. 
with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Yeah, my ego gets paid on SAG rates, so it doesn't come out very often. <laughs> I, th- I thought you said your ego sagged. I'm like, there's pills for that, bro. <laughs> is, is your ego as big as ego or bigger than ego? Bigger. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> so you're—he's like ego the planet. I'm ego the solar system. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're ego the living galaxy. Exactly. There you go. All right. We're well, this is from now on. You said what? Nothing. We're gonna call you that from now on. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, this is the palindrome episode, so here we go. I have nothing to do with palindromes. I just decided to use that word and enlighten you people. <laughs> I love right. palindromes. <laughs> Remember a few episodes ago when I gave Marvel's updated release dates for their upcoming movies? Well, welcome to the Multiverse of Madness as Marvel magically shifts a few things again. What? The, yeah, the still untitled Spider-Man 3 film swings from July 16th of 2021 to November 5th of 2021, causing the Doctor Strange sequel to disappear. But fear not. <laughs> Audience will see the reappearance of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on March 25th of 2022. But there is the tiniest glimmer of sunlight as Thor Love and Thunder moves from February 18th of 2022 to February 11th. Woo, a whole week. Uh, so remember, <laughs> these dates are now written in stone until they're not. Wow. It's a, yeah. it's a stone block of ice, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, uh, in this world now with everything going on, I'm totally not surprised by them. Shifting dates anymore. The fact that we're still getting movies, supposedly, is is, is li- light at the end of the tunnel, I'm hoping for it. So. Yeah. Well, mostly what it is is that both studios, and rightfully so, they're like, they're big-ass tentpole movies. They, as much as they can, refuse to release them uh, on streaming. They want people in the theaters watching them because they're going to make a hell of, well, they'll actually make money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That'll be kind of hard when, when, when every sixth, when, when, when um, it's you fill every sixth seat. It's just about, yeah, it's going to be really weird, but you know, but anyhow, 40% capacity. Yeah. Um, but you know, why should Marvel have all the rescheduling fun? What's oh. DC doing with its roster of inevitable sadness? Well, the Batman, the Flash, and Shazam sequel are all doing the curly shuffle. The Batman will defend the night four months later, gliding from July 20, excuse me, June 25th of 2021 to October 1st of 2021. The scarlet-headed stepchild known as The Flash has sped up its disappointment from July 1st of 2022 to June 2nd of 2022. And Shazam 2, Electric Boogaloo, was transformed from <laughs> April 1st of 2022 to November 4th of 2022. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I knew this was coming, especially with, you know, all, with, with everything that's shaping around right now. Yeah. I, I was kind of excited because Batman was going to be around my birthday, but that guy shot to hell now. Yep. That ain't happening. <laughs> Just <laughs> move your birthday. <laughs> just move my birthday, yeah. They just moved the movie. Evidently, dates can be moved. Never the Dominicans, that happens to them all the time. They move their birthdays all the time. Oh, no, that's when they're coming over. <laughs> and only when yeah, they right. go to play um, baseball as kids? <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the tallest um, 14-year-old I've ever seen. Does he have a wedding ring and a freaking goatee? <laughs> that's what it feels like. And I'm sorry, guys. Whoever's offended, you can email me at Ralph the Tech. <laughs> you know, it's, um, nothing related to that. What's interesting with the Flash movie um, being moved to June 2nd, because again, I mean, I don't know what their schedules are, but there's lots of dates in between July 1st and June 2nd that they could have chosen from. There is um, like DC Super Pets or something like that is a movie that's coming out. It's coming out two weeks before the Flash. So but you got do, two do you... of your movies. No, but it's just that it's like you have two movies that are superhero based from the same company. It's like, hmm. 
You don't have faith in one or both of your futures at this point. <clears throat> they don't, dude. They don't have faith on the. D I mean, really, DC super pets or superhero pets. Um, you do understand it has probably a better chance of being better than most of their movies. <laughs> unless, unless they're gonna do like shit with the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they the, I mean with all the stuff they were talking about Flashpoint and this and that and reset the universe. Flash yeah. is gonna be something. So, we'll, I mean, I'm hoping. We'll that's see. just me saying. That's probably why they put them close together. But who knows? Yeah. All right. What here's my last piece. Uh huh. For all of you DC Universe subscribers, stand up, spread your legs three feet apart, and prepare for a nice, hard, swift kick in the you know what. The oh, anticipated damn. launch date for HBO Max has been set for May 27th and has been crowned Warner Media's premium streaming service. Now, besides content from the multimedia company's roster of programming, you know, such as Friends, Big Bang Theory, and South Park, and also several of the DCEU superhero films, HBO Max will offer a new Boondocks cartoon and share the release of Doom Patrol Season 2 with the DC Universe service. Ah, oh. Now, here's the rub. For all you hoes at home subscribers to DC Universe that pay $7.99 per month for the ultimate DC membership, you'll be madder than an Amazon at a Magic Mike screening. As HBO <laughs> Max debuts its comics-related shows that will not be available to DCU viewers. Shut They're, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have a three-part animated Aquaman King of Atlantis. The live-action DMZ series. They have DC Superhero High, Strange Adventures, and a no-named Green Lantern-inspired show. The last two of these series are both executive produced by Greg Berlanti. Uh, oh. Yeah. HBO Now subscribers who bought it through HBO will get access to HBO Max for free, as well as AT&T and China Communication customers who subscribe to HBO. But for everyone else, including the DC Universe subscribers, the service will be launched at $14.99 per month. That is a crock of shit. Yep. Oh my god. Hey, I'm getting all is, my DC stuff on DC Universe, except for the DC stuff that's now somewhere else. <laughs> that is wow. Yep. Wow. And it's funny because we were praising DC Universe on how fan friendly it is, and and even though you know, recently we haven't been able to watch a lot of things, but for a while when it was Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol and Teen Titans and I mean uh, you know and Titans sorry not Teen Titans and Titans you know and and on some of the the cartoon content we were like you know enjoying it and it was really. A service to the fans. I was wondering where the other ball, where the other shoe would drop. The other ball would drop. That's another. Yeah, that's, they've a, that's a man thing. <laughs> they've reached puberty. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so that, I mean that's why I'm kind of like wow. I, and and here I would have thought the WWE Network would have done something like this. The way WWE before. Network. Well, I was saying. Listen, I'm saying I I, I thought the WWE Network would have shitted on its fans well before DC Universe did. The reason why is because I was like, wow, you know, the, the WWE Network is $9.99 and you get all their wrestling events, including the former pay-per-view events that used to cost $30, $40 a, a, a hit. Wow. So I was like, okay, DC Universe, is, you know, they're probably going to run a little while before it. No, they stuck it to their fans. Wow. Yeah. Not, not even, even a year. Kiss, not even a kiss on the shoulder before they fucked you. Wow. I got a question about the WWE uh, Network thing. What are they showing mm -hmm. now? Um, I, believe it or not, remember this WWE. And I don't want to say it like with enthusiasm. It's just weird. They're one of the only things that are showing live content. Remember, they had WrestleMania. They're having their events every night. With not every night, there? but um, no, they they, they have. Remember, um, long story short, I don't want to go too long. WWE has a performance center. They have a place where they say, okay, we're gonna train our guys to show how to wrestle in our style and get them used to being on TV. So they have a uh, like a. 
you would say like a stadium and it's not it's just for them to learn how to be on camera how to use you know different different moves in the ring and it's like a training center but one of the places is like a studio with no fans and that's, okay and that's what you do and they just kind of like hyped up the, the, the tech and whatever so that's what they're doing now so that's all they're airing they're airing that and old events but i would have surely thought that greed would have taken McMahon over before it took Warner over. Wow. <laughs> you have little faith in greed. I'm just saying. <laughs> and Mike, that's all your quick news? That is it. Oh, man. Okay. Let's try to um, keep it quick. Yeah. Wow. Any quick news? I have some quick news for you. Go for Ooh. it. I have no quick news. And I'm disappointed again. <laughs> <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. As long as I don't raise the bar... I would never let you down. Motherfucker, you don't even lift the bar. <laughs> even Bob, you're like, well, there it is, down by my feet. Ain't going nowhere. You couldn't lift the wheel of cheese, you cunt. <laughs> no, that's two podcasts to go. By the time this airs, that'll probably be two months from now. But that was such a great movie and such a great line. <laughs> it was fun. Well, that was the line of everything in that movie. You bloody cunt. <laughs> all right, all right. Cunt. Well, you're black and you're a cunt. Two separate things. There you go. <laughs> I love that. that was and so if for anyone that hasn't watched that episode or that movie, that is from The Gentleman by Guy Ritchie. You should watch it. Or you should li- at least listen to our review of it. Yeah, and, and, and agree and nod your head. Or maybe not. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about DC Animated's latest um, adaption from comic book being Superman Red Sun. And with a synopsis, it's the guy who was just flapping his gums right now. But, I mean, hey, he came back for more. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. I was about to say, RT Square off the tech. I'm bugging. <laughs> yeah, it's why I should talk more. <laughs> Dad brain strikes again. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty, Superman, Red Sun is the 37th entry into the DC Universe Animated Original Movies Archives. I hate their name. Uh, the animated <laughs> adventure was directed by Sam Liu from a screenplay by J.M. Demetrius. The film is based on the 2003 comics miniseries of the same name by Mark Millar. Superman Red Sun has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 93% from the critics and 65% from the audience. Hmm. Uh, and of course, as most times with these movies, Metacritic was like, we're not reviewing that. <laughs> what? They didn't review it? No. Alrighty. Synopsis. Look. Up through the sky, vodka. It's a borscht. It's a plainly dressed proletariat. It's super commie. <laughs> Faster than a speeding Bolshevik, more powerful than a state-owned transportation machine, able to leap tall statues of Stalin in a single bound. And now you know everything you need to know before watching this Elseworlds reimagining of DC Comics Trinity, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. It's 1946, and the Man of Tomorrow owes his allegiance to Russia and Stalin. Lex Luthor owes his allegiance to American power and money. There are several attempts at what should be socio-political commentary, but mostly appears as wishy-washy sentimentality. And everything ends with a group hug. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's crazy enough to implant a bomb in his chest and blow himself up? Don't worry. We'll tell you. All right. It's starring <laughs> wow, Jason, <laughs> Jason Isaacs as Superman, Amy Acker as Lois Lane Luthor, Dietrich Bader as Lex Luthor, Vanessa okay. Marshall as Wonder Woman, Phil Morris as James Olsen, Paul Williams as Brainiac, Phil Lamar as John Stewart, uh, Jim Meskimen as JF Kennedy, oh, sorry, JFK and as Guy Gardner. Sasha Ruiz as Hal Jordan, William Sailors as Joseph Stalin, Roger Craig Smith as Batman, Jason Spisak as Dimitri, Tara Strong as the young Superman and Bruce Wayne, which I don't understand how a woman does that, 
Travis Willingham <laughs> as Superior Man slash Bizarro, and Winter Abe Zoli as Svetlana. All right. We're getting ready to talk about Superman Red Sun, but before we do that, let's press that button that has a spoiler warning that we've paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. After hearing him say that, I feel like I want a ringtone of Steve Francis saying wanker. <laughs> I, I just swear it sounded like piss off, you wanker sounded like much more pointed this time. <laughs> it did, right? So for those who don't know, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. It's stush. We give you stush. You take stush. Hey, I know a stush, but in Russia, stush take you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, all I'm saying is timestamp 16 minutes, almost 17 minutes into the show. Remember that for later. <laughs> Say what again? I didn't hear that part. 16, almost 17 minutes into the show. Just remember okay. that, okay? All right. All right, let's get into it. Superman, Red Sun. Um, how do you guys, before we get into the actual movie itself, how do you feel about these type of um, either movies or these type of um, shows or, or books that do the whole role-switching Elseworld thing where it's like, oh, imagine if this happened and how, how, you know, how do you guys normally feel about that? Or do you feel like you just want an original story and not have people messing around with the characters we know and love? I think they have a 98% success failure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 98% <laughs> chance of failure. So you're saying yeah. that usually people just do a bad job. Yeah. They, I mean, is it people do a bad even job the, or even the comments, a bad idea? It has nothing to do with the, whether it's animated or comments. It's just because they're usually just pretty boring. I mean, they go either after, like, like they'll make a character, like, just, if, if a character is really kind and giving, they just flip it and make him, like, you know, him or her really hateful and vengeful you know it's usually just something that's just so flip the coin and you call it somewhere else and it's like it's not usually that interesting it's just uh, a flip on the character um mm -hmm. but like whereas uh gods and monsters was actually really good gods of, oh i forgot we reviewed yeah. gods and monsters yeah. yeah that was actually really good where like superman was uh the son of zod mm -hmm. uh wonder woman was uh big barda you know and uh what is oh and um batman uh, Batman was um what's the guy is it Connor, I forget that Doc Con was it Doc Connor no that's Spider Man's villain I forget the oh Kurt Connors was it is that Spider -Man? no Kurt no Kurt Connors Doctor Connors <laughs> is that but is that who is uh, Man Bat oh I can't remember yeah but anyhow that was well, Batman. so that yeah. that was at least a change so um but most of them I think fail miserably usually. So you feel like when you're doing these stories, people, I mean, if, to, if you have to do it well, you really shouldn't do polar opposites. You should do interesting opposites or interesting changes. Well, I mean, you can do opposites. polar opposites. You can do polar opposites, but it just make it an interesting story. So many times it's just like, we just changed the location of the character and everything else is exactly the same. And you're like, oh, well, that wasn't interesting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what about you, Rob? How do you feel about stories like this when you, when you watch stories that have like an Elseworld what if spin to it? Of the whole role switching thing, I quite enjoy them, just for the simple fact that it's, it's a what if you know, it, mm -hmm. it gives you an alternative. Granted, it's not, it's not the canon, so which it's what makes it good also, but mm -hmm. it, it gives you a different view of of the characters that you love, you know. Like, okay. Like like especially like um. In a flashpoint, when you see. The, the question of what if Bruce Wayne was killed and Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne were still alive, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know why he's so angry. You know he had to be happy that he didn't have to worry about that damn kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're not Thomas Wayne, Mike. (laughs) I bet you I speak his mind. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ralph. That was over the line. Talk about kid death. Even comic kid death. It's fucked I up. I didn't say his kid fucked died. Up. The writer I don't, know, I don't, his kid. I don't know how you fall asleep at night. Yeah, sure. The writer, if you look at it very closely. MFG. Right. <laughs> but I, I will say this. I mean, I agree with both of you. Like, Mike's right. Um, it, It's so easy to kind of... It's almost like watching a bad writer create a villain and they just make him the polar opposite. You know, like Bizarro was for Superman. Or for... When I, when I was a kid, He-Man and Faker... Faker was mm-hmm. just the opposite of He-Man, but he's a robot instead of a human. Right. <laughs> like, like, just make him the polar opposite. If he's flesh-colored, let's make him blue-colored. It, you know, let's make it very interesting. But I will say, like Ralph said, sometimes it's good to see something outside of canon because then you can, if, if you really explore it well, you can have fun with the story. You right. can really toy around oh, yeah. with That's what's what going on. When it's done well, it's done well. But it's interesting, though, that like most good villains still tend to be the opposite of the hero. It's just you ha- you can't do it corny, though. You know, because right. that's just usually how it works. I mean, Batman's opposite is obviously the Joker. I mean, they're like this, you know, they're both crazy, but, you know, you've got the, the bright clown makeup, you've got the dour seriousness. Uh, Superman versus Lex, so you've got the man that has literally no powers, no hair, but he's, like, super smart, which I guess is a lot about Superman. Um, he's driven by, <laughs> by love of money, not people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and like, you know, the Red Skull, obviously, with Captain America. But do you know who um, Professor X's antithesis is? Um, uh, in See, people say Magneto, but, but, I, but, I'm, but I would <laughs> say Juggernaut. <laughs> and what do you say there, Ralph? An Olympic athlete. No, but it is Juggernaut. Um, the I juggernaut. figured. Most people think it's um, Magneto because that's the greatest foe that they always fight. But Juggernaut is the opposite thing about him. He is mobile. Mm-hmm. He is super strong. He is and dumb as a fox. <laughs> He's yeah. dumb as fuck and can be stopped easily by psychic probe. You know stuff like that. Right. So like that. That is actually his opposite. And I'll be honest with you, um, listeners. The only way I got that right was because Mike kind of walked us through it and said, "Hey, here's how things usually go. Guess who this is?" <laughs> and what's the other part that makes him an opposite? They're brothers. They can walk. <laughs> uh, they're actually stepbrothers, um, but and but only by marriage, not by, like in other words, the husband already had a boy and then married Xavier's mom, so it's it's not even blood related. But no, that's not how. What yeah, it's not half. Yeah. Come on, guys. I said, I, I said that he walked. <laughs> he walks. <laughs> well, I said that. I said he was mobile. Nope. What else? Oh, makes mobile. Him opposite. Come on. Come he has on. Doesn't know these. Uh, you're, you're, you're nerds. Come on. I said he has hair. That's one of them. Nope. That's not it. He has no psychic defense. Nope. That's not it. I already said that. I don't know. I I don't know. The polar opposite on that is Professor X is a mutant. Juggernaut is not. Right. He attained his powers through a magic crystal. crystal. Exactly. So you have a complete opposite by that point. Uh, Anyway, back to our story. Anyway, back to DC. (laughs) But that was really good. Uh, good, um, But I think it's still relevant what you just mentioned, Mike, is because part of what what they kind of hoping that the story becomes interesting is on the on the theme of hey we're showing you this character but if it was different and how you know how does it work mike says 98% of the times it doesn't work how did you guys feel like it worked this time well i i've never read the uh, the red sun comic book so i don't mm-hmm. have any reference nice to, to determine whether the movie was you know on point with the comic book it for, is and is not Okay, that seems reasonable, but uh, <laughs> for for the most part, I did 
enjoy watching the movie. I thought it was an interesting uh, story that they tell. Like, just just to see the fact that, because they didn't make it seem like um, like Superman was was evil because he grew up in Russia. It was just the it, the the main thing I got out of the movie is that um, everyone believes that they're the hero, that they're saving mm-hmm. someone, and and that it's it really depends on the perspective because. To to me, you're a hero, but to that guy that you just defeated, you're the villain. You know, right. that's the main thing I, I got out of this movie, and I I, I really enjoyed seeing a, a, a character that I I, I want to say idolized because he's he's a a a, a virtue uh, a symbol a, of, of 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 justice and virtue. Big and blue honor. boy scout. Yeah, to see him then, because our, our whole lives we're told it, with history that all the communism is horrible you know the russians wanted it just to take over everything but then you're seeing a character that you love actually being portrayed that way and you're like huh i have uh, conflicting feelings here even though he and when when they show his his side you see him you know doing what he's doing because he wants to bring a peace but it's just the way that he's going about his peace is is a little fucked up right well no. i mean and, and also um I agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, it's definitely interesting that way. And I, mean, I think this movie, because they weren't trying to reinvent a whole other story. They were just, it's like I said, this is more of a social political experiment more so than a, uh, a rewriting of, a, of another character just for the sake of doing that. And, and I think it had lots of great premise at times, but they just mm-hmm. didn't fully go into anything. They just kept glossing over things. Um, but one point I did want to make, though, uh, Ralph, that I, I think is a little bit um, off on is that Stalin's Russia still was bad even in this movie. Like so yeah. Superman may have been Russian, but he wasn't representing Stalin's ideas anymore. He was he was just not seeing it the whole democratic like everyone should do whatever they want to kind of thing like we do in America. He was saying that like hey, you do kind of need a firm law, but it should be fair and just and you know, everyone then would be at peace. But again, he also just, you know, Anybody that has that great idea, it's a great idea. It's never going to work. And, and you're always going to have to do something to compromise that vision. That's just the way about it. And they show that. I think that's a lot what that shows. But, but yes, I right. think you are right about them showing, like, you know, different views. They were showing, like, trying to do class things and also trying to show the similarities. The fact yeah. that there were still um, gaps between the haves and the haves not, you know, right. in both societies. Um, right. Or at least, or should say, in Stalin societies <clears throat> versus America versus, because Superman, you never really saw his society how Fully. it truly yeah. worked that's what i'm saying like the movie glossed over a lot and i think that was a problem this is a i think this would have been um what would have made it much better than the comic the comic is fine i mean you know a lot of people love it i mean i don't dislike it it's fine um it, it, like the comic book it can it's a little bit hammy sometimes where it shouldn't have i think that this if they um took the same idea and rewrote it would have made a great like mini series this way you could really have delved into you know, and then and then try to make it as much unbiased as possible. I mean, this was obviously it's really weird. It was such a yeah, Superman's right, and then at, and and Luthor's wrong, and man, America looks like a bunch of dicks because like the guy's just he's, I mean, yeah, he's he might be trampling over a few people. I'm not saying death is wrong, but like he's not killing millions. He might have to kill a few hundred or thousand in a, an area, but then he gets peace. But like America's dicks, they just keep attacking him. Da 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 da. But at the end, oh, America's right. <laughs> the American Jews and you're like well how did that turn around like oh I see the white billionaire knew how to lead us through it all right. <laughs> you know like because that's all it turned into it was just like oh he's wealthy white 
sure, I guess he's the great leader right there. You know, um, <laughs> I think that's where it kind of fell apart a little bit. But uh, I, I did like uh, what I find interesting in this movie and, a, and several Elseworld type things. You ever notice Superman's interesting in every other world but ours? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he's he's so goody goody. Like I but, like but also, my heroes I mean, to be nice and uh, he, helpful, he's but. the He's always, but he's been framed up as to be the ultimate good guy. And I think bringing it back to wrestling for two seconds, that's what a lot of wrestlers say. They like being a bad guy. They don't like being a good guy because being a good guy, you have so much wiggle room on what you can do and say and still portray yourself as the perfect good guy versus a bad guy or somebody in the middle of the road where you can do things. And it's kind of goes to your point about Superman. In every other world, yeah, you can have risks because it's not the Superman. So, you know, you can. Well, they they put him so high on a pedestal is that like Superman doesn't have to be a bad guy and he doesn't even have to be um, the Punisher. He doesn't have to be an antihero. They just made him so perfect that his flaws and those are in huge air quotes i don't even have king kong doesn't have fingers big enough to air quote that like his <laughs> flaws are so basic or so so insanely nothing that you don't even call them flaws it's like like superman can still be the same person he is but it's like he's never thought of i'm mean, not saying he had to do it he never thought of oh i'm looking at another woman instead of lois or like you know or maybe i shouldn't always do the right thing but i'm going to do it like it's like he doesn't even think bad thoughts in the comics you know to the point that you're like hey you're just boring i mean because that was captain america was falling towards that for a while i think up until the like 80s like maybe around the the mid 80s when they just started to give him a little little dirt i mean nothing yeah he didn't do anything weird but they just he just stopped being so damnly wholesome that it was just he started to feel like a more normal person and more like a marvel character flawed but still a hero you know right you know but but dc is just oof but okay. yeah, I thought but, I liked this, but I did like this Superman. I mean, granted, I'm not saying I agree with what he was doing or anything, but I just liked this Superman in many ways. But every time they would kind of fall back on the old Superman, you could feel it. Yeah. You know, when you would yeah. feel him like, he, you could feel him almost saying truth, justice in the American way, even though he wasn't saying it. And you're like, not, 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 no. Yet, yet, yet. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, what's funny is, Mike, um, not that you didn't answer the question, but I'm going to um, say the question again. Do you feel like this this movie fell in your two percent of oh they did these tropes well of you know gender slash character swap, or is it in the ninety eight percent of you know yeah you you're just like all the other, all the rest? It is grinding hard on that line because as much as I did <laughs> for the most part like Superman, I mean, who was the biggest throwaway character? Batman. Batman. Literally. <laughs> literally the Bat- biggest yes. throwaway. I mean, yes. And I don't mean because I'm a diehard Batman fan or because I'm, I'm not. But I mean, it's not because of that. It's not because Batman should be. Per- no, it's nothing of that. His character was just insanely stupid. Yep. <laughs> it made no sense. His 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 hatred of Superman was even it made even less sense than than uh, than uh, Ben Affleck's hate <laughs> Superman in BVS. <laughs> like it yeah. made no sense. It's like Superman saved you. But you're blaming him for the death of your pen. This makes no damn sense, <laughs> you know. Like, but I'll, I'll say this though, and, and it's funny because I'm I'm conflicted with Superman because I've, I mean with Batman because, like Mike said, you know, like I'm not a big big Batman fan, but I'm big, a big enough Batman fan. We always have complaints about you know Batman's made out to be like you know this fucking great person da 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 da, da and he should have been taken out, and I you know he shouldn't even matter in certain worlds. He doesn't in his, in his world. Right. 
and it kind of and it's kind of like a like a, a shift of, of um, like you go into this movie, you would think, oh, Batman's got to be doing something major, and when he doesn't, you're like, oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that it threw you on its side yeah. and saying, you know, like here you're thinking that the the, the the big three we're gonna have big three roles, right? And they're gonna and band together somehow and. God knows what. No, right. I mean, I was happy about that. I just, what I meant about um, my complaint about him being a throwaway character was just that he was poorly written. Not that there should have been more Batman. It's just that they just, it's, you could have just not had Batman and it would have, that well, almost would have been like better if they just had like how he had his crew that were the Batman. I would have preferred yeah. that yeah. if they were all just Batman from the beginning, there was no Batman. <clears throat> that would have made more it, sense. Mm, the, the main reason that he was in the movie was just to have the a breaking point for, for Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah. Well, that, it's it pretty was. much the same. That part in the comic, again, handled differently, but is is the same. In other words, but like Batman, his hatred um, of not Superman per se, but like Superman was already kind of representing the state, and Batman's parents were uh, were anarchists in the the Soviet state at that point. They were trying to fight against Stalin, and I think it's uh, his son, um, Peter Piotr. Uh, uh, he gunned down uh, Bruce's parents right in front of him. So like that's like, okay, now at least we understand why you would hate the state, and since Superman's representing the state, why you would hate him yeah, to a point. Right. Like, like as a kid, I can see that. But like this one, it's not saying that he still couldn't have hate. It just it was, it was such raw hatred of Superman. It just, it just didn't work for me. Um, uh, both places, they both blow each other themselves up in both uh, spots. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, without that cough, you just said it sounded like you said they both blow each other. I'm like, wrong film, wrong film, <laughs> <laughs> wrong of you, Mike. But not in the mouth. <laughs> Is that Superman Redbone? Oh God! <laughs> and Redbone has another take, but we're not doing that either. But um. It's funny, I was going to save that question for later about the whole Batman thing. You know, did you feel, how did you feel about him being a throwaway character? But I'm so glad you guys were, you know, you guys jumped the gun on that. There's a couple of things that I was like, wow, they went there. I mean, they they made some different choices. Mm -hmm. Some were interesting, some were kind of bland. Um, was, now Mike, you read Red Sun. It's a while ago, ago, but I Red mean, Sun? I have a gist of the, the ideas. Now, Red Sun came out before Injustice, because watching this, I kept having feelings so of Injustice. Before. Way before, okay. So, Injustice basically got his inspiration probably from this, in a way. Yeah, I mean, probably in the way in the way Superman kind of you know took over and ran you know ran right. it, ran the world and things of that sort. Yeah. very that, similar in that way. Isn't that more like uh, the other one? Which um, other one? God damn it! The one where the superhero turns bad. Mm -hmm. You told me about it. You mean Irredeemable. Injustice? Irredeemable. Oh. oh, irredeemable. Oh, 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 oh. He's talking about a non DC. Oh, book. okay. Yeah. Um, kind, kind of, kind of. I mean, I guess for me, I always relate this to injustice because I remember that idea being so interesting. But now that I see that this movie, that that this book came out way before, and then to watch it on screen, I'm like, oh, I guess it's not really that much of an original idea after, was it? No, I mean, you know, I mean, injustice just had its own different reasons, you know, because this way it's our normal Superman. I mean, it's a different Earth, of course, but yeah. it's Superman under the you know, truth, justice, American way Superman that has a really bad day <laughs> and decides <laughs> we're going to have no more crime and no more hurt. I mean, you know, so it makes it different in that way. It's not like it's it's bad thing, but... Uh, well, no, it's not a direct yeah. rip, yeah. Yeah, but, um, uh, like, what did we think of Wonder Woman, though? Like, because her character is bad in both <laughs> versions. It's It's... Like, at least in the comic version, she in both versions, meaning book. More, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
No, I'm sorry. You said both versions regarding the the comic book and yeah, like her character in the and comics. I thought you meant like before and after. Yeah, no, her character in the comics is. It's at least she, more or less, takes a stand. Here, it was just like, yeah, I'm behind you because you seem like a good person. That's fine. I mean, you know, he's trying to do something that seems noble. You know, and I may not agree with every decision you make, and that's fine too because that is life. But like, you know, once she. It, for her opinion was that like you know you're just like all men and i hated the fact that that was her reasoning you're like all men you're bad i'm like well that's really just glossing over an entire half of the population of the world like because like her reasoning was just so warped in here it's like like all men you're bad and then basically it's like and now we're just going to hide um from the eyes of man forever so you're not taking any stance after she just said right before that statement you guys are going to destroy the world we're going to hide from you guys. Well, you're part of the world. I, I don't know where you plan on being during this battle, but, you know. So it was just so weird. Like, she she was just, again, she was another character that was really of no use. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, I mean, at least, well, actually, I was about to say it was better, than, oh, better or worse than Batman's. Really, they were both equally as useless. It's just that she didn't come off as crazy like Batman did, but, like, she didn't do anything. She just was like, I'm taking my, my new rope home, and I'm not coming out to play with you guys anymore, you know? Right. So it's, it's funny how Batman served to be Wonder Woman's breaking point. Then Wonder Woman became Superman's breaking point. Right. Because that's when, that's when he decides, fuck it, I'm just going to invade America. I'm going to bring it to Lex. Right. And, like, I, I, I got a question. Yeah. Um, Five. In the comic book, <laughs> does Brainiac... Did he really just like lay in wait until yeah. he could make his move? Yeah, that part was the like, same. I, I saw that coming. Oh yeah, you like, yeah you knew that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you Brainiac. know what's funny? I sat there, not that I didn't see it coming, but I was like, well, maybe they'll leave Brainiac alone. I'm like, no, there's no way you just leave him alone, especially Brainiac. I was like, he, that'd be a dumb Brainiac if Superman was able to beat him, and you know he didn't have a, a secondary or tertiary plan. When I saw the scene where it says. Superman even reprogrammed Brainiac. I'm like, what? Well, first of all, let's <laughs> clarify that he called the Geek Squad from Best Buy. <laughs> and the only guy available was someone that worked on like the TRS 80s back in the 80s. And he's like, I know basic <laughs> programming and that's about it, but I think I got it. <laughs> you know. Wow, we just went real geek right there. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm like, he reprogrammed it? Yeah, right. That's still Brainiac. He's 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 just pretending. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. oh, uh, yeah, Superman. All oh, the statistics. Okay, yeah, it's uh, we've crime rate is down. Life expectancy up to ninety six years. Okay, I don't have any emotions, and he's just there in the background. <laughs> I'm planning. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> That's pretty much. Now, now Rob, you said, Rob. Now you said you you expected it, even though you didn't read it. Did you still enjoy it, or did you not enjoy it? I I just I felt at the very end it was just the a useless tool to sort of bring Superman around to seeing that his, his way of doing things was wrong mm-hmm. and to give him an easy out. Well, let me know? think about this. A smart creature that ends up turning and making a common entity enemy for both America and Russia to find peace in the world. If only there was a book like the Watchmen that had done that decades before <laughs> this one came out with that idea, <laughs> you know. At least it was owned by DC. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it, at least it was yeah. in the same house. And there's nothing wrong with obviously having the same ideas. That's going to happen in most writing. But it was just, it's like, 
it, like Ralph said, it, it, it just, the only purpose that served, and same thing in the book, it just served the purpose to end the, the conversation and go, hey, let's just get, let's just get along now. <laughs> you know, like, um, but in the, in the book, it was just really ridiculous because, well, there's a lot of stuff that's in the book that's just ridiculous because uh, Lex went over to Russia. He's president and he just decides to go storming into Russia. He gets captured by Brainiac because Brainiac knew that Luthor would convince Superman to commit suicide in 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I don't, there's no more questions. That's, that's all you need to know right yeah. there and there. And then, of course, Lex escapes being, um, uh, you know, like being, becoming submissive, which is what Superman was using uh, Brainiac's power for to make um, descender, uh, people that are with dissidents make them uh, submissive to, the, mm -hmm. uh, to his, his ideas. Um, Lex manages to escape that and then, of course, turns the table from inside uh, Brainiac's uh, ship. That's how that battle goes. Um, I just, like I said, this one just felt like uh, just so, such a useless fight because he's like, yeah, you barely were able to get through my four shields before. Now they're even stronger than ever. And right then and there, like Lex is like, and Lex three is like, different oh. things here we're, we're in and yep. now you're destroyed one, two, three. You're like, well, that was a useless battle. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. Um, I, what about how Lois? How do we feel about... I was about to say, what about Lois? Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite thing with Lois was how often does she walk around with, with secret documents in her raincoat for literally no reason? I want to know why <laughs> that is. Because she's, she's at the wharf when we first meet Superman in America. And he's, you know, he's taken down Sputnik, probably. I'm sure that's probably the, 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 the satellite that it was. He's taken down Sputnik. Mm -hmm. He comes out of the water. And she's like, you know... I got a question, da, da 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 He's like, why? So you can trust around my words. So you're afraid of the media. And he goes away. He doesn't say, I'll be back. She doesn't say, meet me at the so-and-so. She's just up on the Daily Planet having a smoke. He happens to show up for no reason. She goes, here, look at this. And pulls out a secret, top secret document out of her, her raincoat. And you're like, why are you carrying this around? <laughs> Maybe it's like Felix the Cag's bag. Maybe she's got like other things in there, like, you know, like a, like an entire car. A third breast. <laughs> like, she yeah, having there, you know? a spare door you know like a, not, not, not a key a, a door like just a whole bunch of shit in that bag like, that's what it is because it was kind of weird that she was just standing there i was like maybe this is a scene i, I fell asleep watching it the first time because you are old i am I, I i i've come to the conclusion that i'm old and that if i'm watching um any of these movies in my house it's got to be early in the day or i can't have riley because if i have riley and i put her to bed and then I'm, or she's laying on my lap and I'm watching this. So I watched it twice because I was like, okay, did I miss something? Nope. And I was like, oh no, I didn't miss anything. It went right to that. Well, um, if you want an answer, I know how you can get it. Huh? Oh, fuck. Ralph explains it all. Thank you for You asking. are getting better at that. So, <laughs> um, in this, you know, Red Sun uh, universe, the latest fashion is the filing cabinet trench coat which Ooh. actually <laughs> boasts many hidden pockets within pocket universes inside the trench coat allowing you to carry multiple files and to be able to pull them out on command yeah but if yeah. she could hide anything in there couldn't they, she have pulled out a better plot <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately that's the only weakness of the filing cabinet trench coat oh. it cannot hold a good plot ah there we go okay yeah so there's your answer, and this has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Yeah, I was wondering how long he would, he would, he would take for that setup. How, how long have you been practicing? Because it's gotten better, though. I gotta give it to him. He's gotten better. Hey, well done, remember, Ralph. even a broken clock and everything. 
<laughs> yeah, like yeah. Twice a half day. our listeners don't even know what that what that is. Like broken clock. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> um, I'm right at least three we... times a day. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, how are we about the? Because you said lows, and I thought about the aging. Because like, this mm-hmm. goes from the 50s until like current time, basically, for the most say? part, or at least at least till 2001 in the book, because the book was written in 2003. So you imagine right. somewhere in that time span. How were you about about that? You know, like the time jump. Would you have wanted it to stay in a certain era, or you know, because it's funny it, they they do it in a way where you know they don't really announce as much what you know what's going on. I mean, they they make historical references, like they talk about Eisenhower, they show Kennedy, the you Berlin know, they, they they show Stalin, huh? They mentioned the Berlin Wall, right? right the, the Berlin and, Wall, and it's also you have to assume that things are kind of moving in our time span, which there's no way of knowing one way or the other. Um, I have no problem because otherwise the story wouldn't move forward if they didn't move forward through time because you need to show that um, how things are going, how things are progressing. But that's also the problem with the movie. You've moved us through time and you'll make the slightest and, and sometimes not even hint of what's going on in the world. But like, so like, it's like, oh, you know, there's people that are dissenting against Superman. Okay, where and why? You you have to tell us why. Like, just because we've only seen like literally a handful of people that have been mentally you know, reconfigured to, you know, not be troublemakers, but everyone else seemed okay. Like, like, you know, like we're not hearing anything bad, you know? And you see the shots of the, of the city, like with growth and, and, and and new production, you see more, more than modern buildings, you know, newer futuristic type buildings being built. And you just see, and then you just see America being angry, basically that everything is fine. And I'm like, well, you're telling us there's problems, but you're not showing us there's problem. And with any movie, which is a visual thing, that's never good. You have to show me, not tell me. Um, So like that was, I had a problem with, uh, but otherwise I'd like that it moved through time. I also like, even though I'm mad that no one made a comment, but I like that Superman did not age as much. I don't like the idea of immortal Superman, but I don't, have to have him age rapidly, um, so I was yeah. okay. okay. I was okay with him not aging um, as visually as anyone else was. But I also got mad that no one brought it up. Not that they had to make a big story, but just you know, like even if it's just like, yeah, you know, he's still going on and he doesn't even seem to age. I mean, just that throwaway comment would at least make sense that people are noting that, like, wow, this could yeah. really be a problem. He could live way longer than all of us and still keep going. You know, right? He's, he's the ultimate dictator. Yeah, you much. can never defeat me, and I'll never die. It's really Castro just with a cape. But you know. <laughs> or Tupac, exact Tupac. I'm releasing a new album. What? <laughs> From the grave, bitch. That's what it's called. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so that I did have a problem with. Um, although, and here's another feature of the movie versus the book. In the book, mm-hmm. after they hug it out and everything's fine at the end, I think Luther still resigns being president. Um, and Jimmy Olsen becomes uh, vice pre- uh, becomes president because he was the vice president. Which, by the way, in the movie, right. in the book, Jimmy was originally a CIA agent, and I'm like, how does a CIA agent just? How? Okay, I guess he became president. But <laughs> but um, Lex Luthor then goes into the private sector so that he makes all kinds of wonderful discoveries and da 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 da, and he cures all diseases, uh, and he lives to be over a thousand years old before he finally dies. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, this it's like things you were saved from. Um, he lived to be over a thousand years old before he died. Uh, Lois went to his funeral <laughs> as still, you know, still very old. <laughs> what? And remember that, how the scene is at the end of this one where, as when Luther is um, resigning, she Making looks into the, the crowd and, and she thinks she sees Superman. 
like at this point it's been a thousand years he does show up to the funeral superman does show up to the funeral lois doesn't even pay him any mind because it's been a thousand years and he's showing up in his glasses you know da 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 um it ends that way and that it's uh that he had uh, because of him like all of the earth is united and stuff like that um that's kind of the ending there is a little bit more of the ending but i'll save that 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 little juicy nugget for a little bit later okay <laughs> all right there's a there's a there's um, a epilogue i'm sorry there's a yeah there's epilogue prologue? no it's epilogue oh, uh that right. that's just grates on me <laughs> okay all right um how how do we feel about the use of the lantern core uh, uh wow <laughs> bunch of silence it's wow a, <laughs> i I thought it was like an interesting idea. Like I would love to see a an elsewhere story where like just focused on the lantern core, where it's like they get this this lantern ring and they actually weaponize it and you have like a whole army of like green lanterns just on earth like that. I would love to see something like that, but done well. Well but this movie I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. But this one, like they, they just made it seem essentially they were just flyboys in, in jet planes. But without that with the rings, ways. right? Well, but also it's like so. I know this is an else world, at least you know from our storytelling perspective. But otherwise, for everyone else that even remotely knows anything about Green Lantern, you this is just a Green Lantern. So you replicated his ring? How? Because the yeah. Owens are the only Not ones that possible. make them. Uh, yeah. where, where did you find the battery from? Because the ring didn't choose you. You don't know to right. say, like, on the, you know, brightest day, darkest night. You don't know any of that jazz. What's powering it? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like it just made no sense. They were just suddenly there, and you're like, well, this makes no... And how did they know willpower made it work? <laughs> there's there's no reason they know anything about this ring, you know? Um, so they there was, that, that made there was no an sense. instruction manual on the ship. That's yeah. what happened. And, and also, does that nothing else... <laughs> does this tell you something else, though, about the world that they live in? That ring didn't go anywhere. There was nope, no just... one on Earth deserving of that ring. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> it didn't leave his finger. You know. Well, it's, it's funny it's because like, he... this dead guy deserves it more than you. Yes. <laughs> it was that ring was like nope, nope, nah, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> What's funny is Mike said something um, earlier on that kind of you know that sit that sat with me through the movie. The thing that bothered me about the movie, there was no real good guys. No, and that's. Almost fine, but not in a superhero film, at least not in a DC superhero film with, with characters you know. If this was some other thing and it wants to be deep and there's no good guy, sure, that's storytelling. I'll give it to you. This one, yeah, you kind of need something, you know. Yeah. I, even I mean, Wonder Woman I, no, no, was no. like, like, you couldn't even classify her as, as a good guy. She was more like, fuck it. You guys suck. I'm gone. Peace. You're never going to see me again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was... Everyone all like, women all day. La, 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 la. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm on an island of all women. What does that tell you? <laughs> like, the winky, man. winky. And then she takes uh, uh, pictures of scissors and just goes like that. <laughs> oh, my God, Ralph. What the hell? What? That's my what apologies she did. the LGBTQ community as Ralph was. <laughs> That's what Ralph. she did. Listen, She did not do that, Ralph. Well, at least she didn't yeah, bring out like a throw rug and start eating it or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but like, yeah, there wasn't a lot. To my of lesbian people. friends, I am sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, what did we think about Bizarro? Because that that it started out as a sort of interesting character, and then it just devolved into I hope you die. Oh, you did good. <laughs> he he reminds Guido me Superman? of Guido Superman. Guido Superman. Yeah. 
he reminded me of like those like stereotypical redneck Americans. Yeah. Yeah, America. Yeah. For America. Uh, well, he got yeah, like I'm that as he got you. dumber, which was oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that was its wow. own statement. Um, but like, me no feel good. Oh, America, America. The, the, here's here's another thought. Like, I don't know which name was worse in the movie. They call him Superior Man instead of Superman, which I thought was actually funny that you went for you know superlative, um, you know. But uh, but in the book he was just Superman too, and I'm like, huh, Lex doesn't have a lot of originality, does he? Superman two <laughs> or Superman? No, he was Superman two because Superman was already out. So so Superman and then the number two. Yeah. So like Lex oh. just called him Superman two. I'm like, oh, that's smart of you, Lex. Well, I think they called him Superman. Also, also have the US logo. I don't remember. Probably not. <laughs> I, I just thought that was weird. I was like, US. Oh, you mean okay, US? There's no dots. Nope. It just says US. Nope. <laughs> I was just like, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we just came out as like dicks. Like, like there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, at least in my opinion, the way they represented us in the first more than half of the movie, there was nothing redemptive about the United States. No. Like we I were, was rooting for Superman. Yeah, I mean, like in, in many ways, you're like, sure, this is not the best idea to to force people to do what you're saying, but everyone seems to be eating fine. There's no more famine. There's no, you know, like I'm like you're kind of yeah. doing all right. No one looks poor. Everyone looks like they're having a good old time. You know, um, yeah, it was just like we're just a bunch of dicks here in the U.S. Just we just want more power, and and you better like us better. That's all it felt like. And I'm like, why are we the good guys again? I'm not sure. You know. Um, I'll say this about America. I mean, because Bizarro, you know, with, with the whole U.S. or Superior Man, I was like, wow, that was that was a quick plot point right there. <laughs> it was like, and he's dead. Yeah, and he's done. And well, you yeah, know, move and you know what killed him? That energy. What energy? You know that energy, right? That makes him That's stronger. That's in the base, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, you thought about that. Is it next? Is that energy <laughs> that makes him stronger right next to the device that fixes things? Because I know in the future where that'll go to. <laughs> That's a shout out to our episode 150, um, Star Trek Picard. If you haven't heard it, take a listen. Because Mike has problems with a gadget that does everything. So <laughs> Yes, especially especially without explanation. Speaking, well, speaking of gadgets you, that do anything, what's up with your boy yo, Ralph, what's up with your boy Lex? How many else worlds does it take for him to design a machine without to, to put a fucking helmet on? It makes me mad every time I see his suit. That exosuit pisses me off every time. And, I'm like, and, okay, it's not and green and purple. And tentacles but... actually grabbed him by the neck, and I'm like, and he's not dead? <laughs> well, well did, did you say explanation? No. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Jesus Christ. So, the explanation is, uh, there's a uh, sort of like force field type of thing surrounding his head they don't really go into details because you know lex is a very humble guy so he wants to make himself seem a little bit vulnerable to the villains <laughs> so that way um they don't think that he's just invulnerable and they just give up you know he wants to give him a chance but there's an actual right. force field around his head protecting himself that's why it's there then why did the tentacle just grab his neck yeah, but he was breathing fine, if you noticed that. No, no, he was choking. No, he was breathing <laughs> fine. He was just like, yeah, I'm fine. Do a little tighter. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he was into the SNL. Wow. <laughs> oh, listen, tomato, tomato. explains <laughs> it all. You're welcome. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> okay, gentlemen. Is there anything else we want to bring up about this movie before we go to re- renaming and the ratings? Mike, I know you said you had a thing about the epilogue that you wanted to share with us. I want to hear this. Well, yeah, it's... Um, I'm trying to, th- trying to think of us. Well, okay, so billions of years in the future, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Earth is being, like... Basically, our sun is becoming like a, a big red giant. It's, it's So it's now becoming a red sun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and a descendant of Luthor, which means he's a descendant of both uh, Luthor, uh, Lo- Lois, and Lex, okay? Right. Whose name is Jor-El, and now you know what the L stands for, sends his infant son, Kal-El, into the past... To try and fix things, but he sends it to Ukraine in 1938 this time instead of Russia. So it's one of these weird paradox, future, past, present, nonsense things. But that's how the comic actually ends. Wow. Yeah, I told you you wouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that. I give Malar balls for doing that. For saying, fuck it. That, that'll make everybody angry. Let's do it anyway. But it's like one of those. It almost works, though, where you're just like. Well, that actually does explain where the L comes from. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. it actually works. <laughs> Except no. <laughs> Except we're not doing it. You know, that that would actually, if they could do it right, that'd be an interesting no. uh, story. No. Where uh-uh. they nope. just throw it and say, oh, Superman's <laughs> from the future. Huh. <laughs> nope. Well, not, not, not saying he's a Luther, but I'm just saying, like, from the future. Didn't they, didn't they do that in Krypton? No, it's Krypton set way in no. the past. Yeah. But isn't it people from the future that go to the past? No, only one guy. Same shit. <laughs> but he's from Earth. <laughs> same, same thing, right? Same, Send us a from the future to go to bad storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we have anything else we want to do before we go to renaming and ratings? Nope. No. All right. Renaming the movie. I'll go first because Ralph always bitches. Um, renaming yeah. the movie. I'm going to call it Superman, where the fuck are the good guys? <laughs> That's what it felt like. Every time I'm like, oh, this person seems nice. Oh, they got a little bit of dirt there. Oh, that person seems nice. Oh, they're a fucking dick. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, I'm going to call it Superman Red Sun. It's all about a perspective. That's Vidanya. I wish I had a soundboard. Like I have a grown button. <laughs> You're gonna touch your growing button? Wow. No, no, I don't touch my groin. I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> not that much anymore because you're gonna go blind. Yeah, sure. I'm 40 years old. That shit changes. Um, <laughs> Mike, what, what, what would you rename the movie? Superman Red Rash. You should get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Red Rash. <laughs> All right, let's go into it. Ratings for Superman Red Sun. Ralph? I give Superman Red Sun six exploding bats out of ten. Ooh. I thought you were, for, thought you were going to say like another Russian word. because like, Six exploding bats out of ten, which you sound like Transylvanian, by the way. I, I know that was what I was going for. Cause Transylvanian, bat. which isn't that Russian. But Vampire, okay. <laughs> bat, never mind. Whatever, okay. Um... <laughs> I'm going to give it also six. I lived on an island full of women. You fill in the blanks out of ten. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. He's like, oh, I thought you wanted sex for me. What a relief. <laughs> She's like, is it? <laughs> like, what a relief because I do not have my Kryptonian Viagra. Uh... <laughs> 
Mike. I give it seven. I told you the ending of the comic series would make you want to slap your cat out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, that was another yeah, thing, that, too, that got me in the movie. You're like, oh, okay. First of all, how did Batman become Batman? Because you're not wealthy. You, you, you didn't go out for 15 years to train to do this because you're not wealthy. But even beyond that, like when they explain, okay, well, the, run, the Red Sun devices came from Lex Luthor. Okay, I'm fine with that. Because they have the same effect, they have the same radiation as the sun from your home planet. He doesn't know where he's from. At no point in this movie has he ever said that he was from Krypton. He's never shown us a spaceship. All we know is that he's a guy with a lot of power. It's just one of those things I'm like, he never was stated to be an alien. I thought that too. I was like, wow, how did he how did he know about the red sun? Oh no, don't think so much, Ryan. You're gonna mic it up. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> no, but it where, did occur to me. Where did Lex Luthor get the spaceship from? And didn't even explain that shit. Wait, what spaceship? The spaceship that he used to make a clone of No, Superman. no, no. That was the um that was the satellite. That was the Sputnik satellite that, that Superman caught. Oh, That's why it had those okay. little finger grips in it. But I'm, but I'm saying, but I'm also like, it all. so this indestructible man's skin cells just came off? I don't know how that quite works. <laughs> uh, <you know>. Apparently. <laughs> all right. So there you have it. Superman Red Sun. I mean, if um, Metacritic said don't watch it, maybe you shouldn't. I say so check it out. But guys, don't go anywhere. Before you watch Superman Red Sun, Geeks on the Go. It's next. Geeks on the Go. Now more what? What? Sun. 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 The big yellow thing in the sky. Maybe you should do the whole thing before the brrrr. Now more brrrr. I'm like, what the fuck? I can never hear him. (laughs) Listen, I'm sure the listeners hear me fine. All right? I know exactly when to turn down the sound. (laughs) Look at all the sasses coming out of Ralphie. Oh, my God. All right, everybody. You know this is my inner mic, all right? Sass. Wow, oh, that's never good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now I'll never be able to get a chance to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, <laughs> and you know the segment, guys. This is a segment where I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek, and we've made it under a minute twice. Twice, I'm actually happy. Twice, we've done it. Why did we give that? We're, to him, we're very happy for you. Why? Why did we give him that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it till the fucking cows come home, right? So, yeah. ride it long and hard. That's how you like it. Um, ride it hard. Put it away wet. Wow. <laughs> or limp. Ready, set, go. If a gun was to your head, what superhero logo would you get tattooed on your body, Mike? The Flash insignia. But guess what body part will be the lightning bolt? <laughs> oh, Ralph. <laughs> if a gun was to my head, I'd probably poop my pants. But I would get like a Batman logo. <laughs> Hopefully not in brown. Um, do you think a comic book story about this pandemic would be a good thing or feel very like much exploitation, Ralph? I mean, write what you know in life, so probably be a good thing. Okay, Mike. I would find it in poor taste and be horrible exploitation, but for for regular comics, I would not. True. <laughs> All right. Which Deadpool? Which would be um, the most dangerous in Deadpool's hands? Access to Cerebro. Thor's hammer or Green Lantern's ring? Mike. Well, he's not psychic. He's not worthy. And he's not uh, he's not a good man. So Cerebro, he could use the helmet to hit you in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. If he could, the ring. Because then, 
he already has a uh, magic satchel with the ring, he'd just be unstoppable. <laughs> all right, all right. And last question. Damn it, we could have made it. Um, no, we couldn't. Who's the, who's the better reporter, Lois Lane or Clark Kent? Ralph. Well, all of Lois's awards would probably say she's the better one. So I'm going to go with her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was catty as fuck. I'm just oh, saying all of her awards would be like, uh, Clark, who's better? Huh? Huh? Exactly. It's not only it's not all about awards, Mike. I mean, yeah. Um, I would say uh, Lois Lane because she actually has to do her job yeah. at twenty three percent less pay. <laughs> oh damn! She bumps her head against that glass. If you think about it, Clark time. Kent does everything as Superman. Then he comes back and writes the story before her and looks proud about it. I'm like, you. You moved there at super speed to get there ahead of her, typed at super speed to get it done, <laughs> and then had the nerve to look at her like, I got it better than you did. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, the real hero is that typewriter that has to withstand the pounding of his super speed fingers. Typewriter, bro? <laughs> where, where are we, in the fucking 40s? <laughs> he can't use a computer with that fast, man. Break the keyboard. Typewriters you are built use the strong. typewriter either. No, yeah, those, those, metal, those metal keys were locked together. <laughs> Mike and I know about that. Yeah, th- those hammer keys, they locked together in a heartbeat. Yeah, I was actually thinking, of, I was funny, I was actually just thinking about that. Like, um, I was thinking about like Flash and, and any type speedster type thing. Every single time, like, they'll be like, oh, it's a four digit combination. There's millions of combinations, you know, whatever. How can we go through them? And you see Flash, like, and I'm like, you do know that that would never happen, right? Like, no computer could keep up with the speed. It wouldn't have processed anything. Like by the time he pressed a button and went back to it a million times, it hasn't registered the first time yet. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, yeah, he would just be doing it faster than most people, but it would still take him hours. That's, that's like the if you're like the guy taking the order at the fast food window when you're just giving him constant stuff. Like, can I get a number one, a six, a seven, a twenty-eight, a number seven, and an eighty-nine? And then the guy's like, a, a, a what? Oh, then what? he'd be like, okay, a one and what else? Yeah. <laughs> That's the lock right there. Yeah. In my head, after Mike was just making that explanation, I'm like, Mike, the finance guy, the guy I'm keeping away from Riley so he doesn't tell her that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm like, damn, when you think about it, you know, this shit makes sense. Fuck, Mike, come on, man. <laughs> Not, at first, I can't watch the flash fight against somebody with a gun. Now this. Thanks. <laughs> I've taken everyone's gun at super speed, except for yours. Yeah. <laughs> and now right. you have me hostage. Why? <laughs> to Why keep it interesting. Grab his gun first. <laughs> you know? All right, let's go for it. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs for today? Mike? Mike? Please, please let me out of this house. <laughs> That's my shout out to everyone in the world. I don't want to go out in risk. I want to go out without risk. Please just get this all done. I want to go out. That's my shout out. It's to the world. Please let me enjoy it. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, same as last time. Just, you know, thank everybody who's doing what they need to do to help end this quick. And thank each everyone who's uh, helping those who need the help. All right. All right. Um, my one shout out is somebody who's brand new to the podcast listening. So, Mo. Mo. Boo, 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 boo. Hey, Mo. Short from Monica. Monica, if you're listening to this podcast and you get to this part, <laughs> your your um, keyword to let me know that you heard this podcast all the way through is the word fool. Fool? Not fool. Fool? Like like fool, but without the L. Fool. Like you. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. <laughs> but sh- any other shout outs? No. I mean, just hope that I want to get outside so I can actually ask people if they had shout outs or if they, you know, I can see their face and know they're lying to me. Oh, 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 I listened to the show when. Oh, like, there was that time. Okay, it was something to do with a comic book. We haven't read comic books in years. It was a movie. <laughs> There's some character that I've heard of before, but I can't remember the name of. It was about stuff. Um, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Guys, are we done? Oh, we are done. Oh, we've been done. All right. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky, and let me out too, please. Let me out. (laughs) 